Did you ever feel like you missed the memo on navigating midlife? Me too. I realized there's so many parts of midlife no one talks about. That's why I created the Empowered Midlife Playbook. Who doesn't want a guidebook for midlife? Truthfully, it's what I wish I always had. The Empowered Midlife Playbook is a no-nonsense, hilariously honest journey into midlife, tailor-made for warrior women like you who are ready to take control and redefine midlife. It's an eight-episode private podcast series with me that covers everything from redefining success post-40 to embracing empty nesting and the physical and emotional changes with a healthy dose of humor. It even comes with its own workbook. Each episode is empowering you to navigate midlife with confidence. You'll learn how to set boundaries with style, ditch guilt and shame, and prioritize yourself in ways you never thought possible. So if you're ready to turn midlife into your most empowering era, this playbook is for you. Let's transform midlife together. This is not our mother's midlife. It's time for an empowered midlife. And this is all for you for free. Just click the link in my bio. Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Today on the show, Twee Fam Satrapi. She is a former insurance sales manager, turned real estate investor, turned success mentor, and heart healing practitioner. She works with successful, conscious women who want to balance their big business dreams with a fulfilled family life. Over the last seven years, Twee has invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in discovering the key to true limitless success for herself, and now she's made it her mission to bring it to others. She is passionate about women achieving their full potential with freedom and balance so they can be the leader they want to be and the woman they want to be. Welcome to the show, Twee. Hi. You guys, Twee and I are like friends and stuff. So this we're going to try to be cool and like in real life. <laughs> yeah, in real life, IRL. Um, we're going to try to be cool, but we're 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 having fun together, so we're really excited to do this together and I have experienced the magic of heart healing with Twee, and it was so fabulous. So I'm so excited to kind of share about you and what you do, and you're you're just fucking amazing. So let's do this. Can you share a little bit about your background and how you found your path as a subconscious heart healer? Yeah, so it's so interesting. If I look at my life in the last 24 months, roughly 18 to 24 months, because I've been on this path of personal personal development, personal growth for about eight years now. And it was in like this last 24 months that it's really just like jet or it's just really launched and leaped. And where I got, I made tremendous, tremendous, tremendous strides on the mindset aspect of things. But as you and I both know, the subconscious, the conscious is really only like 3%-ish of our conscious actions, whereas the subconscious is the vast majority. It's like 97 plus percent of what are like what creates our actions and things like that. And so I just, I started going on this journey of like, okay, just listen to stop being so logical, so rational, so 
trying to make everything perfect and do things the right way and just listen to myself. Stop listening to everyone else and stop listening to what I think I'm supposed to do or what I should do and just listen to my own body, to my own inner voice and my full body yeses. And after having, I don't even know how many up levels I found heart healing. And it was just like, oh, that just felt like I'm like, that just sounds really good. So I started doing like some sleuthing and online and things like that. And I'm like, and then the the prospect of becoming certified came in and I was just like, oh, that sounds like an amazing next step. I'm like, I have no idea what this is going to look like. I have no idea. I have no idea how this fits into anything, but I'm going to do it because it feels right. So it's just taking that next step with the full trust that the universe always has my back and things will work out. And yeah, it just kind of did that because with the mindset work, I still, and again, I made tremendous strides on the mindset side and it still felt like something was missing. There was just still something that I felt like was for lack of a better word, like blocking me or like holding me back from really reaching my full true myself, like full potential strip back all of the layers of the onion. So that's where heart healing came in for me. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you've been doing personal growth for eight years because I tell people I've been doing personal growth since I was eight. <laughs> so eight years ago. <laughs> it's just been only a hundred years. Um, and that's why I think it's so wild. Like I've literally been drawn to these like books and I mean, my God, I've done the Tonys and the Robins and the Anlas and the Van Zands. I've There's nothing I haven't done. So when you oh, find okay. something that really works and when you find something that is like a modality that's super helpful, it's incredible and you get excited. You want to share it, share it with everybody. Oh, so I love that. When we talk about the subconscious, especially like I, I, I do a rapid transformational therapy with people, which, so I work with the conscious mind and, and I've worked with you too. Amazing breakthroughs there. <laughs> yes, it was great. And, but I, one of the things I noticed is that people are just walking around carrying like little girl wounds. They're just yes. walking around and you don't, on the surface, you can know things, you know, on the surface, you can be like, Oh, like I just, you, you remember something like, oh my God, they made fun of me because I yeah. went up in front of the class and I, whatever. And then you don't realize, no, you're really still carrying that on. Like, even though you oh. think you've addressed it, like, right. You're still kind of carrying it I'm around. Like I'm a grown up now. I'm over it. <laughs> right. Like I know about it. Like, it's not like I don't know yeah. about it. Right. But it's still affecting you on a subconscious level. So I, I think it's incredible that that's where you go. So Tell me what inspired you to delve into this kind of like subconscious part. Like I'm assuming that like like everybody else, you've had your own level of trauma and things you've been through in life that would actually make you even curious about this work. Oh, totally. So I actually had my first RTT session probably about, let's see, my daughter is almost seven. So about like six years ago. So she was like a baby when I had it. And I remember because like the nanny, she'd like burst into the room and I'm like, no, you're like breaking my <laughs> But yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, like, and that was really my first launch into the subconscious. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then, you know, you and I have worked with Tracy Litt and, you know, she had like during some of our coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching, she would do some subconscious stuff. And I'm like, I need more of this. It was like, it just totally opened up Pandora's box, but in the best way, because it's like the non-judgmental observation where I'm just like, whoo, that helped me to realize that like, yes, this is all stuff that I'm consciously aware of that happened to me that when I was a kid, it 
impacted me, but I'm a grown up now and I have a great life. And like, why am I still crying about being teased or being bullied or my mom leaving for two months at, or two years at a time and things like that? Because it's like, I'm a grown up now and I have my own kids. And, and again, it's like, I turned out fine. And so it just, it always came from that place of like, I thought I was fine. And technically in many ways I was, there was just, again, always like that sometimes like as happy as I was or as happy as I would get or as successful I would get there'd just be a lot of those moments like in the evenings or when I did have a lull in my social calendar that I used to keep really 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 full like I would be like double triple like quadruple booked all the time and I didn't realize it was because I was just keeping myself busy so that I'm not thinking about the unhealed stuff from the subconscious standpoint So, yeah, I mean, my, you know, I think as far as like from the trauma standpoint, mine would fall under probably more of like the the small T category, where it's like, okay, I was teased and bullied because I'm Vietnamese, but and to a lot of non-Asians, all Asians are Chinese. And so it's just like, oh, here's this little Chinese girl. Like I spoke perfect English and I had like straight A's, but it was just like, oh, it's just like I was a minority. And so I got teased about it all the time. We were also very poor. Like I wore secondhand clothes, you know, just none of the stuff that all of my other peers had. And, you know, they weren't very nice about it. And my name was Twee. So I was called Tweety Bird all the time, which I hated as a kid. Now I don't care so much because it's like, I know who I am. But, you know, when you're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, like that stuff matters. And it just, again, it, it would just like eat away at my at my confidence and my self-worth and just all of those. And then at, on top of that, when I was around, I would say like seven, eight years old, which is crazy to me because that's how old my daughter is right now. That was around the time that my mom started leaving to go to Vietnam and she would go for like six months at a time, a year at a time, two years at a time. Wow. And, and again, and at, and at the time I was like, it's fine. Like, you know, I I get along better with my dad more than I do with my mom anyway. So, and, you know, we, we figure it out and we make it work except, you know, like regardless of whatever your relationship is, every little girl wants her mother, every little girl wants her father. And we have this image and it's like a core deep seated need. So anyway, when I started healing all of that, it helped me to understand like really what was going on. Cause it's like, as successful as I was, I would still procrastinate and I would still do things to self-sabotage, like breaking promises to myself. And what I realized with the sabotage is a lot of the times it's not the act of the sabotage itself. It's me beating myself up for it after oh, the God, fact. Yeah. Yes. That was like huge for me, but it's like, I know consciously that like I, what's going to happen if I choose this, if I choose this path or if I make this choice or if I take this action and yet I still do it. And then I beat myself up for it because I should know better. Right. So it just it's almost like so that's, that's how you know you need subconscious work is mm-hmm. if you're making these choices <laughs> that are knowing, like you're knowingly making choices that you know are not good for you and you can't get yourself like out of the loop of that. I feel like that's when you know you need subconscious work. It's funny yeah. to talk about keeping busy in the social calendar because I had something like that too. And I was so busy. My God, I was doing all these things all the time. I, there wasn't a person's on earth birthday that I didn't celebrate. And I would be, of course, putting myself in charge of making these celebrations ha- happen. And totally. I thought, like, my God, I was like always out, always doing things, always on a committee and doing things. Blah, blah, blah. And looking back on that, that was like a trauma response. I didn't want to be 
still with myself and hear whatever noise was in my head that was like deafening, like my addiction to worry or whatever else I had going on at the time. And it's interesting too, like people think sabotage, like it's so amazing you just brought that up because people think sabotage is like a ninja that's coming for you like with a with a fucking knife, right? Like, ha I gotta get you, ha you know? It's like, no, that's not sabotage. Sabotage is self-protection, right? Like yeah. you've done, you, sabotage is your system's way of being like, oh, you went a little too far, queen. Like, we are not ready for this. So we're just yeah. gonna just sandbag you a little bit because yeah, we are, this just bit, is, yeah. yeah, this is just too unfamiliar to us. So we're just gonna like sandbag this whole deal. And once you start really like locking into, oh, like that's actually my way of protecting myself. I'm actually, it's not a shameful thing, right? Like it's a way I'm protecting myself. It's like getting curious about it versus shaming yourself. Then, totally. then, you, then it's a whole other conversation. You're like, well, that is funny. Like, why am I doing that? Like, what is that about? Like, right? So I love that you, you made that connection that like the, there's no point in shaming yourself right for that like there's really that that's not the way you get the data yeah <laughs> you don't exactly. get the data if you're like shaming yourself and making yourself feel like shit right totally so tell me the like the the connection between the subconscious mind and like the heart like and how how those are linked up so from my perspective it's they're all interlinked Cause it's like the head's connected to the body to, you know, all the things. And it's like, if any of us, <laughs> I think it was Joe Dispenza who made this analogy. It's like, if you've ever had like a sexual fantasy, then you can, then you can absolutely, that's your example of like the mind body connection. Right. So, but like with the heart, so the they've been doing like studies with quantum physics and things like that, where it's like the heart is 5,000 more powerful as far as like the epicenter of your radiance of your quantum field. And that's where it's like, okay, so it makes sense that like when you're healing from on the subconscious side, if you're healing from the heart, which, you know, depending on which modality or which culture you're looking at, like most cultures believe the heart is the center of love and just like what part of makes you, you, right? Like it's your soul source. And so healing and things like, and working and subconscious on the subconscious side with the heart specifically, it has that magnified amplitude of the impact because it's just, it links everything else. And it's like the heart communicates to the mind more than the mind communicates to the heart. And so it's like, okay, well, why not go to like, why not go to the queen bee as opposed to going to a worker bee, right? <laughs> so hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. How do you work with the heart? I want you to explain kind of what like heart healing is. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's, so as we kind of touched on, it's a version of a subconscious healing modality. And typically I take someone on a, what's called a meditative journeying state they're fully awake, fully conscious in the sense of like, I asked, we're having a conversation. So we're like, we're, inter we're interacting, we're connecting, you know, people still have conscious choice when it goes down to that, but they're in like a very, very deeply relaxed state. And the safety is huge that we emphasize with all of that as well. But, you know, we're having people help to, you know, heal the relationship roots of what's going on, of why they don't feel enough or what has them believing that they're not lovable un unconditionally or why they feel like they have to hustle or who made them feel like they had to hustle for their worth and just various things like that or it's just like why do I procrastinate all the time or why do I have such a fear of failing things of that nature or why do I keep on choosing the wrong partner 
even though I know that like, it's just going to go, or why do I keep on getting back with that (laughs) ex-boyfriend, which was like, totally, it's like, until you realize it, you can't break yourself out of the cycle. So I think totally. And I think what you're talking about is also like awareness, right? So how does awareness and self-awareness in that process of healing on the subconscious level, how does that play in? So awareness is really key because both on the conscious as well as the subconscious side, because the heart is always going to reveal what it reveals. So a lot of times people, when people are having the experience of heart healing, they're like, oh, that is not at all what I was expecting to come up. And so where the awareness, so in that, in that regard, it's not so much of an awareness, but it's the after the fact. So it's important that people are aware in the beginning to even get into the seat to be receiving heart healing in the first place. Because if I think I'm fine and I have no, you know, mother wounds or anything like that, then I'm not going to be like, why do I need heart healing? Like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Then I'm not going to want, or just be open to heart healing. But then once I get into it, so I'm aware it's like, oh, I'm responding to my daughter in a way that I really that doesn't feel aligned to the woman that I vision, I envision myself to be, then, yeah. okay, there's something that needs to happen, right? And then, so there's the awareness, I do the heart healing. And then after the fact, to also notice what those changes are, because sometimes the changes are really subtle and it could be as simple as like, oh, you know what? I told my husband, no, I don't want to watch that TV show that I don't actually like that much because I want to go to bed because... I would rather sleep for that next, that extra hour, as opposed to watching some shitty show that I don't really want to watch, but I'm honoring myself by saying, no, I'm honoring myself and allowing myself to sleep. And then I have more energy the next day to go work out or to do whatever I want to do. So that could be like a subtle thing. And, or it could be like a big thing where it's just like, fuck, I feel so empowered. Like I am ready to just run a marathon, take on the world and like, boom. So it's just, again, it can be both ends of the spectrum, but again, the awareness piece, because if you're so caught up in, oh, you know, my husband's always asking me things to, you know, that I, to do things that I don't want to do. And like, I can't say no to him because of this and this and this, or, you know, whatever, then there's like the, the victimization, there's the giving your power away that you're not aware of, but then it helps to, again, have that awareness that that was present in the first place to, to be able to notice that there's a change. Cause sometimes people will go from, you know, if, if they're rating from a scale of one to 10, from a three to a, like to a nine or a 10. And then sometimes it could be, you know, three to a four and that's still progress. It's just more subtle progress. Yeah. Just more subtle. I mean, and I think that's too, that's true too, because we don't give ourselves credit for even mm-hmm. small things, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes after like an RTT session, someone will be like, I don't know, it doesn't feel any different. And I'll be like, are you up all night worrying? No. Right. I'm like, isn't that what you said you were doing? Oh my God, you're right. Totally. Wait, I'm, not up, I'm not up all night. It's so funny. Like yeah. we, we kind of like adapt to this new normal, like, in fi- mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you don't even realize like some of these unconscious things that you're doing all the time, totally. you're not doing like, wow, I'm not like tapping my hand on the desk in nervousness or uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not as reactive when mm-hmm. somebody comes at me with something, I feel more calm in my body, right? Like, so there's a certain amount of like, you're saying like after awareness that you have to like have yeah. so that you notice the actual changes that are happening. Yeah, because I mean, by nature, humans are inclined to have a like a negative slant to things. So it's almost like we're natural born fault finders. 
And then I feel like culture and society just really exacerbate that. And then especially if you had critical parents or critical people in your life while you were growing up, that just like makes it even more of an issue. But yeah, I mean, it's funny because like I had that same thing. There was a woman who I worked with and she's just like, she's, she's been on like just this total high. She's like, I am like just living my absolute best life. My business is the best, my marriage, you know, she's like, you know, manifested everything. And, you know, and she's playing the game of like, let's see how much better it can get. And then, and it's like, but before we started working together, she literally would wake up out of a dead sleep in like a panic. And it's like, she's like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, why? Like, I I literally have nothing to worry about. Like, my marriage is amazing. My career is amazing. You know, I have my dream house. Like, I'm like all the things. And she's just like, what the fuck is going on? And then, and we got to the root of that and we healed the core relationship. And then what's interesting is she's from an adult standpoint, she's now healed and repaired that relationship with that person as an adult, but not as her child self where that root came from and then guess what she's been sleeping through the night and it's like (laughs) yes amazing and that's such a good point though because i think you know a lot of times we just think i'm just gonna like mow this dandelion down i'm just gonna take my lawnmower and i'm just gonna like mow these fucking dandelions that are painful and horrible i'm just gonna take a full well knowing you have to go to the root you have to go to the root and and even when you go to therapy it's not the same like i have women that we that i work with and i'm sure you're the same they've Mm -hmm. gone to years for therapy for things and in one session they feel better because subconscious work is that deep right and it goes for the root and you know the the subconscious mind is so brilliant like you know you and i have this in common where the subconscious mind is doing the work you know you Mm -hmm. are guiding people on experiences but what you come up with what they come up with is them that your mind knows and your heart knows what it is that you need to heal because so sometimes like you're saying people will come in for one reason like well i'm not sleeping and then it turns into like Oh my God, in third grade, someone bullied me and said I was fat. And and I cannot believe that that's what's coming up and what's really still bothering me. And they're oh, always man. so amazed. But going to the root of the problem is what I think what subconscious work does more yeah. than anything I've seen. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Well, it's I kind of like waxing versus shaving, right? <laughs> Say that again. It's like waxing versus shaving. It's like lawnmower versus like your. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's like not the 80s anymore, but still. <laughs> <laughs> still the 80s to me. I'm just going to say um, <laughs> living my best life. Tell me what advice do you have for people who may be hesitant about or skeptical about skeptical about this type of healing? Because I know like when we talk about it, it's funny, too, because I always say like RTT is like five years of therapy in one in one session. <laughs> and I know that for some people that are like, and, and also I think it's part of that, don't you think is like people are like afraid it won't work or they, oh, totally. cause they've done so many other fucking things that they're like, I don't even want to think that this could even like work for me. Cause I can't even have my hopes up like that. But what yep. would you say to like a skeptic? So interesting so to go off of what you were saying, it's, it's whatever you believe will will come to fruition. So if you believe and you are fully open-hearted and trusting that it will work for you, then it will absolutely work for you because of where we place our focus and attention, right? So if we're focused on nothing, but this isn't going to work for me, this isn't going to work for me, then you'll, even though 
these five things in your life have changed tremendously. You'll be so busy focusing on these three things that have not yet shifted in a way that you had perfectly imagined. So it's just, it's, it's really about trust. It's trusting the person who is going to be guiding you through that journey. So like, again, Liz, obviously you're amazing. <laughs> but like, snap. I mean, I think it was probably like two minutes in and I'm like, oh my God, this is a giant epiphany for me. And you know, and it's just like, but I've known you for so long. And it's just like, and you're just like, I don't know, like there's something about your personality that's just like with the humor, like you're very humorous and you're very real. And it's just like easy to trust you, right? Like you're just that person who, because it's like, I feel like you wear your heart on your sleeve in like the best way. And it's just like, yeah, like there's no, like, this is what we get is Liz right here. Right. And it's just, so it's like that trust component because trust is so, 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 so big. So it's like, it might be with you that they vibe with. It might be with me that they vibe with. It might be neither of us. It could be somebody totally different because we all have our, our safe spaces, like people we feel safe with people that we trust because, and sometimes trust isn't a logical thing. And actually, I'm pretty sure that it, it's rooted in like the subconscious because it's just like, it's that gut feeling. It's that intuition that we have. And yeah. I guess the advice would be to just trust yourself. And it's like, okay, listen to, rather than listen to the fear, listen to your heart, listen to yourself in terms of, does this feel right for me? But I'm talking myself out of it because of X, Y, Z, or does it legit is like, doesn't like right. full body no it's like is it a so and some people haven't gotten to the point yet where they recognize what a full body yes is but yeah. I think most people if they pay attention can absolutely figure out what a full body no is or it's just like hard stop nope that's not for me so you know and that's going to be the case for some people yeah and I've done the session we did together. I don't want to go into the, all the details, but the session we did together was really powerful. Talk about trust because I really trusted you. And I was also very curious because there's similarities to that, to RTT mm-hmm. with what you do. And I was curious to see like what this modality was. And it was really, really, I think, more specific in some ways and eye-opening in some ways to me. Like and you and the way you are so gentle with people and you guide them you're really really good at it so people can definitely trust you and i'm i'm giving you my stamp of approval because i've worked with you so i know how good you are anything else you want to tell us before you go i mean i know you've kind of you've kind of been in this reinvention place in your life you've 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 reinvented you're now the a heart healer and you're doing retreats like what tell us what else what's next in your business what's now now happening next So I actually, I don't know when this is going to air, but I am going to be launching a fear of success, fear of failure workshop in the next couple of weeks. So that's going to be like something because it's something that I've personally, I don't want to say struggled. That's something that's been presenting itself to me a lot. (laughs) I know that if I'm going through it, other people are going through it as well. So it's just something that I want to help guide other people through. And then, so that's something that I is my next leg of the journey. And then I'm figuring out what 2024 looks like because it's 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 part of that whole trust fall that I've just been allowing myself to do and re and detaching from that old identity. And while I still love to plan because it's practical, I don't need to know every single little detail for all the time because it's like, okay, it's it's safe for me to let go of control because control is an illusion anyway. And it's just all of those yeah. So it's just, I'm, I'm seeing what happens next. Ah, just open-hearted and in the trust fall. That's all. Yes. That's all. No biggie. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today and talking about 
the work you do. This is such an interesting modality to me. And I think it's so important. Like, I feel like we kind of ignore our hearts. Like when we talk about healing, we, you know, when we talk about our health, we think about our hearts, but we don't think of it always Always. like actually focusing on that for healing. So I love this. So thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your wisdom. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Write me a five-star written review. Come on, people. So this is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye, everyone. Bye.